Do you have a podcast that you're passionate about? Are you looking for a professional studio to help bring your vision to life? Then look no further than Crux Media Group Studios, located at 903 West Evans Street in Florence, South Carolina. Crux Media Group Studios is a full-service podcast studio that offers recording, editing, consultation, live streaming video recording, and more. We have state-of-the-art equipment and a team of experienced professionals who can help you create a podcast that is professional, polished, and engaging. Whether you're a first-time podcaster or a seasoned pro, Crux Media Group Studios can help you take your podcast to the next level. Contact us today at 843-407-1673 to learn more about our services and to schedule a consultation. Gone for a little while, nigga been ripping and running. Life been lifing. But of course, my great co-host held things down for me while I was out. Kept the ship rolling, kept the ship afloat. I tried to do what I could do. Yeah, you it did was, good. It was a it was an experience. I'm happy to see you though, for sure. I'm happy <laughs> to see you too. Always a, a good sight for so eyes. When, when you come <laughs> walking in with that prancing nougat. What's that? Oh, no, that's an old school thing. Right? When, when me and B was back in school, you know, you wouldn't know nothing about that. that B, pranks, what's that? that I, what is it? Because I need to confirm or tell. Really? That nigga flustered. What is that? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Y'all, y'all heard the dope shut up. My boy B, he got flustered, but B got out of there. And of course, you know, I'm accompanied by the beautiful Shay Janae. Um, and of course, today's episode is brought to you by Beducated. <laughs> Are you looking for comprehensive, accurate, and up-to-date sex education? Look no further than Beducated.com. They offer a wide range of resources on all aspects of sex, from intimacy and sexual health to relationships and self-pleasure. Beducated also offers a variety of interactive tools to help you learn and understand the material. Beducated is the perfect resource for anyone who wants to learn about sex in a safe and supportive environment. We believe that everyone deserves access to accurate and up-to-date sex education, and we are committed to providing that for our users. Visit Beducated.com and sign up. Use the promo code Kane at checkout for 15% off. That's Beducated.com, promo code Kane. Now, with our, our, our new little segment that we have, we have a, our, a word from our guy Philly. <laughs> yo, 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 in Kane voice. Yo, bull, yo, shay. Kane must be using all of his PTO. Bull, <laughs> Bull ain't been on his drone in a few weeks. May I have to hit him to see what he got going on and have him missing Kane is able recordings. Shay is definitely doing a good job keeping his drone rolling. That's crazy. The Atlanta rappers told OG Bobby he couldn't get a feature until they collaborated with each other. That's some super duper unity putting the city on type shit. Mm. Shout out to Mitch owning the Just Trap clothing brand. Hopefully Mitch comes out with the Donald Trump mugshot shirt soon. I'm sure they'll fly off the shelves. Appreciate the props for my emails being on point. A new segment called A Word from Philly. That's dope. I appreciate the love. That's cool. Totally understand OG Bobby's point of view. Gotta be properly compensated for the hours you put in, whether it's a legal job or trapping. Think it was dope how three creative entrepreneurial business people got to bounce ideas and experiences off each other. Definitely was a good listen. Way to hold down the fort while Kane was away. Can't wait to hear the next drone. Philly. Shout out to my dog Philly, man. Appreciate you and appreciate the emails. And like I said, you got your own segment now, nigga. So you talking about I've been missing. Make sure you ain't missing. Cause you're gonna need that every week. And thank you for being kind, Philly, because that episode was I was actually here like with the guys and Was it high? I I was not. Oh. I was not. I should probably have been <laughs> because my nerves were all over the place. I don't mm. uh, I haven't listened to that episode just yet. I'm gonna listen, of course. Um, but I had I I've been hesitant about listening to that one because that was not one of my best. Uh, I remember best I remember recordings. during the recording during the recording you had texted me and told me you was like I'm so nervous I was but I was thinking it was like you know like you was amped 
Mm. Like I didn't know it was like a nervous, like uh, you know what I'm saying? I thought these were like you were saying like you amped, you ready to get it going. Oh, you know no. what I'm saying? I was like, mm. but I mean, <laughs> but I mean, really, you uh, you, how can I explain it? You didn't do bad at all. Really, what you did was you let the two guys like um, yeah, and I think um. Not to cut you off, but it was flowing so good with mm-hmm. him that it was like as it was just like I kind of got you was, like you, just sitting back. You like, was caught actually, up in the conversation. Yeah, just yeah. sitting back, like enjoying the conversation and how they were. Like I felt like I was learning, you know. So it was like I kind of just the the things that I had planned on doing mm-hmm. um, or saying or discussing. Um, I didn't really get to it because it just. Went out the window because everything was flowing, but um, we definitely got to have um, Mitch Jones back up here. He um, d- very knowledgeable, very knowledgeable. I actually got to attend uh, a trap social mm-hmm. uh, that was last night. I, I, he had another one last well, let, night. You know, I saw your snap, and I wondered if that if that was him that mm-hmm. I saw in the uh, video. Okay, yeah, it was uh, such a time. Like that's um, such a nice event. Um, I always. Linked there with one of my good uh, business friends, this girl, uh, her name is Ashley. Um, Ashley has um, a boutique. She's selling hair, everything. So it's um, always good to um, link with her and just, you know, come up with different stuff. And that's yeah. really what the um, event is about, just... Networking. Yeah, networking. So um, it was good. It was a good time. We had a time. <laughs> and, so, and sometimes some of, some of the best business ideas is created when you're under the influence. And you know what? One of my favorite things about this event um, is that, um, you know, just like he came up here, you know, having a word with Bob and mm-hmm. me, you know, being able to like bounce different ideas off of each other is free. I mean, obviously the, the event is not free. You know, you have to purchase a ticket for the event, but mm-hmm. once you in there and you around like growth minded individuals, like, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 a good thing. It's a good thing. He definitely got a good thing going on. Definitely yeah. will be in attendance in the future. Yeah, and I I want to catch one. Um, I I I think because I don't follow him on um on social media. Mm-hmm. I think I don't I don't see when they when they be happening. Okay. So I might either have to follow him or either you know what I'm saying. Okay. Let you yeah. let, let me know. Definitely, I'll let you know that he'll send out like invites and stuff like that. So I'll definitely yeah. I'll let you know whenever I get the next one. Yeah, because I, I want to be my plus one. You want to? Hell yeah, damn Come right. on, let's ride. Let's yeah, slide. Right. I'm there. I'm Kane, you able. Period. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking on, you know, the uh, the, the business ideas and business ventures and, you know, because I, I listened to the episode, of course, and um, everybody, you know, told their process of, you know, uh, when they started their business or their brand and uh, the process of to where it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe before we started recording, you were telling me about a, you know, not, not really a business thing, but I think a venture that you, that you just, that you're going through currently. Yeah. Yeah. You want, you want to elaborate on that? Just, just, um, just to give the people an idea of what you, what you got going. So, um, just, I ain't seen you in a couple of weeks, Kane. So it's like so much stuff is different <laughs> now. So much. I don't even know where to start. Like, I don't even know where to start, but... Um, Whatever on your tongue, let it out. So, um, I didn't really... A couple episodes ago, we talked about the home ownership process. I didn't mm-hmm. really um, discuss the fact that that was something that I was in the process of. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was something that I was in the process of. Um, but some um, different life events, um, along with the way the market is set up right now, has definitely... Um, you know, made me decide to explore some different opportunity, different some different options, gotcha. and um, I ended up um deciding to go a different route as far as like the home ownership process. I think mm-hmm. I want to take a little more time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is this venture, um, that I'm gonna be working on over the next couple, I would say the next couple months, and so that's going to help me to um, be more educated mm-hmm. on the housing market. Um, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that i'm really excited for that and y'all please stay tuned um you know um all my little social media platforms because um i'll definitely be dropping some news within the next few weeks or so mm, i can't wait to hear it. i can't wait to hear i can't it. wait to share it i'm overly excited like i'm just it's taking everything in me to just kind of keep it on the low t- yeah i want because yeah. i gotta um definitely see the process through i want to um i want to 
you know, get further into the process before I start. You want to jinx it. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, anything you do, I'm always happy for you. I'm always supporting you. I'm always behind you, so. It's so sweet. Um, not, not that shit out the park. Um, Definitely. And the thing about, about home ownership and that process, it, it's it's so like a double-edged sword because it can be easy mm-hmm. if all your ducks are already in a row. But uh, if you don't know, especially for a first-time buyer, if, if you don't know what ducks to get in a row, it can confuse you. It can kind of overwhelm you. Because, mm. um, you know, it's different type of loans. You can get FHA loans. You could get a... What the other type? It's like three different home loans you could do, but you got to qualify. You can't right. make over so much amount of money, or you got a certain neighborhoods that new developed neighborhoods or neighborhoods they want people in. They might, you know, cancel your down payment for that. It, it's a whole bunch of stuff that could overwhelm you. Right. Um. If you got to make a down payment, and I think the down payment is usually like I can't remember if it's three percent or whatever. It's I didn't have to pay one because I used my VA loan. But you know, if you buying a three hundred thousand dollar house and you got to put down three percent of that, you know, everybody don't got. Nine grand or twenty grand, whatever, laying around. You know what I mean? So it, it can be overwhelming. But I always tell people, um, I, I knew somebody that went through a housing, well, not a housing, but like a home buying process for like two years, because when they went to the bank and chose the, you know, the people they wanted to go through, they sat down with them and said, well, in order for you to, to do this, we gonna need you to do this, 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 which was like raise your credit score. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to see X amount of your bank accounts because they want right. to see all your bank accounts. Um, it was just a bunch of bunch of boxes they had to check, mm-hmm. and you know they they didn't rush the process. They they did it as they as they could, right. save money as they could, get the down payment. Um, so I said that to say I don't want nobody out there to think that uh, because you want to buy a home and the process doesn't go as, as planned, and you change your mind into renting or holding off, it's not a bad thing, right? Especially the way the market is now. Shit, hey, I remember one time the market. You could get a shit a six bedroom house for about three hundred thousand dollars. Now you mm-hmm. might might get a three bedroom house and it'd be four hundred thousand. So yeah. right now the way things is, cost of living done tripled, but the the pay of the pay of which we we get paid for our jobs hasn't tripled. So right, um, that's one of them things, and and, and that's a that's a big commitment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it ain't like just going to the car lot and saying I want, I want to get a car. This is like a big commitment. Like some some of these loans be for like thirty years. Yeah. So definitely it's something that you want to take your time, do right, make sure that what you want. Um, some people rush to buy a home and then get in the home and realize this ain't the home I wanted. So, you know, it's definitely a process. So, uh, yeah. and, and, and ain't nothing wrong with renting. I always tell people that ain't nothing wrong with renting. I wanted to, to rent my whole life because mm-hmm. I don't want no financial responsibility when something break. You know what I'm saying? But it's only like, I ain't going to say only down south, but it's majority down south people that feel like I got to own a home or I got to own some land. You go up north, <laughs> them motherfuckers will live in an apartment their whole life with no problem. Right. The same one too. They won't move. Yeah, the like, same yeah. one. And, and, so, they, they, and they'll complain about them pissy hallways and all that <laughs> shit, but will not move out that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? People, like, I remember a couple years back, about 10, 15 years back, a person from New York told me, yo, uh, a show of your financial status was the fact that you can afford to, to buy, ride in a cab every day. You know what I'm saying because you got you got to pay that, right? You know what I'm saying that that was that was showing your financial status, like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because you know down here, I remember niggas <laughs> used to come to school in the cab and get clown, right? Like, oh, then they got to come to school in the cab. Your mom ain't got no car, but up there, them niggas look at it like nigga, I can afford a cab. I'm mm-hmm. buy a car for you know the traffic bad, yeah. in the city. You know what I'm saying? So ain't ain't nothing wrong with going at your pace, um, doing things how works for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, some people jump on social media and see people do shit and they try to go match it and then put themselves in a the worse situation than what they was in before they even try the process. And I'm um I like the fact that um the home ownership process, that's something that I did keep to myself. Mm-hmm. Um um I mean outside of, you know, who needed to know. Right. But um I'm happy that that's something that because I didn't get biased opinions. I didn't mm-hmm. get you know what I'm saying, everything that I learn about that process is what I learned, you know, just off of research. And so, excuse me, I didn't have someone telling me, oh, you shouldn't do this or you should do that. Or, you know, it wasn't like that. It was just I had the I was able to go through that process and to determine on my own based Mm -hmm. off of what I learned, what was going to be the best choice for me. And um, the option that the route that I'm going now is something that I wanted to do for a long time. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to... um, 
doing it. I'm looking forward to doing it. I'm excited about it. Yeah, and, and it's good you kept it quiet because you know some people be too so quick about yeah, I just about, about to buy a house and then it don't go through. Now you look mm. crazy. <laughs> That's how people be jumping on social media trying to in a new relationship. <laughs> then you know three months later they back safe. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's why I keep that low too. Gotta keep, gotta keep Listen. it all to yourself. Keep it private, life private. Um, with that being said. I purposely didn't tell you what I wanted to talk about today because I, I wanted to be real and raw and get your get your honest uh, answers with, with what I want to discuss today. I'm scared. I ain't no. Nah, <laughs> you, you might be. You might. I ain't, I ain't nothing nasty. Ain't nothing like that. You know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> oh, surprising. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I, I ain't want to just jump back in it like that. You know what I'm saying. I, I'm gonna come back a little serious. Um, B, gotta get that motherfucker wet first. I'm, you gotta get it wet. Gotta put the pussy. And, uh, and B, I, I definitely will welcome your opinion on this as well. This is one topic I think don't get discussed enough. It's, I'm gonna say in the black community because I'm black, so I'm not sure if it gets discussed in the other uh, communities. But definitely among black men, is I wanted to discuss um, how do how how do we cope. Or, or your mindset and how do you grieve um, when someone close to you passes? Um, I know my father passed when I was nine. Uh, my grandmother, which probably was the closest person to me, that she passed in 2012. I can't remember how old I was then. Shay, you know, you lost your mom recently. Mm-hmm. Um, B, you know, you, you lost your, your pops in the last couple of years. And I think so many people, uh, feelings get, they hold them in, maybe. Because uh, everybody grieves different. You know what I'm saying? For some sure. people some people get over shit quick. Some people grieve for years. Some people uh they life change, you know what I'm saying? And and I I say that because I think sometimes people don't know how to grieve for one and for two, I think they don't know that they can confide in someone like a lot of times I think we don't we don't use the ability or the or the option that we have to talk to somebody, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When somebody close to us that I think we just feel like we just got to get over it, figure it out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um so I wanted to ask you guys, especially, you know, you lost your mom, B lost his father. Uh, at the time, like, how, how did you grieve? How did you cope? What helped you get over it? What helped you move forward? Um, and if it was one thing that you wish could have happened during that time as far as, like, somebody to, to be there to support you, whether it was a significant other or a sibling. Because, um, you know, sometimes the shit, that shit, a death can break up a family. Especially, mm-hmm. especially when, when like uh, life insurance and all that shit come involved in the state and all that. So, I just think you know us as people, you know what I'm saying. So I think sometimes sharing those experiences may help. You never know who that may help. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. everybody don't, like I said, everybody grieve different. So I just want to get y'all experience on, um, you know, how, how y'all handled close individuals to y'all passing. You know how things went, went with your family, uh, how the process went, and you know what helped you get over it. Okay, so. With me uh, losing my mom, that was January of 2020. Uh, what, what year was that? 2022? It was Jan- last year. January of 2022. Okay. Um, that process, uh, when it happened, I was in total dismay, first of all. It wasn't, you know, obviously my mom, she definitely did have um, health conditions. That's something that um, does run in my family. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things that definitely keeps me on high alert. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like definitely want to be going to my doctor's appointment, stuff like that, staying right. updated with what's going on. Because, you know, that what happened with my mom, that is something that is, it happens in my family. So, um, but for that, like I said, I was, um, it was totally unexpected. Um, so that it was... It was a very dark time. It was mm-hmm. a very, very dark time. And at that time, I had just also gone through a breakup. So mm-hmm. I was at home, working from home, m- me and my kid. Right. And um, I couldn't get out of bed. I could. I wasn't motivated to do a thing for anybody. How long? How long did that last? It. Um. Not being able to get out of the bed, um, that probably lasted for a month. The dishes were piling up. The clothes were piling up. Um, it was like that. It was very... Mm-hmm. My child took care of me. Right. I made sure she got to school and everything like that, mm-hmm. but she made sure I ate. Mm. She, she, Shout out to she her. She cooked the food. Like, she... At that time, my baby... 
she was 10. She mm. was 10. This was like right before her 11th birthday. So, yeah, she um, she made sure I ate. She made sure that I did the things that I was supposed to do. Of course, I do have siblings. I have um, three siblings, two brothers, no, two sisters and a brother. Mm-hmm. And um, our grieving processes were different because we knew my mom in different ways. We had our own memories. We had our own. So one of my sisters, um, she actually got into therapy. Like she went to, she went to go see somebody. Mm. And I definitely commend her for doing that because a lot of times we don't even know what, um, we don't know what, um, we don't know what uh, things like depression look like. We don't, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We don't know that when we see it. So um, I don't know what it was that encouraged her to speak to someone, but I'm extremely proud of her for doing that. I think um, I think more people should. Mm-hmm. Should go. And it's, um, at first, um, I felt like, oh, I don't, I don't want to see anybody because I, I appreciate authenticness. I don't want to... I mean, as crazy as it sounds, I don't want to go to someone that is trained on how to teach me. I I don't want to go to someone that has, there is a process on how, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate the authenticness of it. And it's it's crazy, but this is something that we all have to experience at some point. Everyone everyone has to experience this. So um, I'm one of those people, like, if I get hurt, I'm not a... I'm, I don't take medications. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm somebody that, to me, there is beauty in the process. Like, sometimes, yeah, certain shit is just unbearable. But when it came to my mom, I would try to, <clears throat> I would try to, I would cry, and then I would try to redirect my focus. But it got to a point where it's like, girl, you got to let this shit happen. Mm-hmm. You have to let it happen because the more you try to put a Band-Aid on it, you're going to keep, I mean, that band has to come off, and that shit painful off. when it come off. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um, I really just um, went with emotions. It was a point where I felt like I needed to call somebody, try to pick up the phone and call anybody that I could think of, and it wasn't nobody to answer the phone for me at mm-hmm. that time. And it was like, at that point, I just called on God. Mm-hmm. And that, if I never believed in God before, mm-hmm. that process definitely did it for me because— the things that I was experiencing, like, no one couldn't... It's nothing nobody could do for me. Right. That's something that me and him definitely had to do that. And um, I encourage everybody to... I know a lot of people... Um, we traumatize mm-hmm. um, when it comes to how how we were raised, when it comes to certain things that we experienced with our parents. A lot of people don't have good relationships with their parents. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So a lot of people are at a stage where they're like on some stuff like um they don't, people don't people don't value family anymore and that saddens me because if your parents are still here I encourage everybody to try to get answers. I don't have any questions for my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't have no questions for her because um I we've grown so much together. I seen my mom as a single parent. I seen my mom in her party days. Mm-hmm. I seen her find somebody that cared for her and her children. I seen her get married. I seen her get into church. I seen her do all those things. And um, one of the things that <clears throat> I saw her get to do is, <clears throat> excuse me, her um, her mental state. Mm-hmm. I seen my mama learn how to communicate. I seen my mom learn how to forgive. That was something that she never knew how to do before. She she Aquarius. She can shut down. She can turn that shit off mm-hmm. and say fuck you. Even mm-hmm. when it come to kids, when even when it come to her kids, if right. if I don't agree with what you're doing, I'm gonna holler at you. You know what I'm saying? So I seen my mom overcome that. Mm-hmm. And to me, a person that's willing to change. That's the best thing you can wish for when it comes to a person. Right. Like a person that's willing to grow. And I seen that shit. And it makes me have a different respect for her because it hard. I think it hard what she did as far as working two jobs as a CNA. But mm-hmm. to get yourself to a point where you're able to say, okay, I don't want to stay in this space with you. I want to try to figure something else out. Mm-hmm. That was the most beautiful thing. So a lot of the questions that I had from my mom as far as my upbringing, a lot of things that I didn't understand, she was able to... Um, communicate that I might not have 
taking the easiest route. I might not have done things the way that I would have liked to do things, but at the end of the day, I always had my kids' best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. Anything that I've ever done was to put my kids in a better place. And with that, with losing my mom, one of her favorite things about me is the way I dress. She, she always, like, that's something that we bonded over. She going to call me, how I put this together? What you think about this purse? It's so, I got all my mom purses because... I, I just wanted them. Like, she would call me. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm wearing it. She'll call me on FaceTime, show me what she bought. So um, that was my first, that was the first thing for me that helped me um, just remembering, like, oh, my mama liked when I put that shit on. So I started mm-hmm. putting that shit on, and it made me feel better about myself. It made me feel like this is me. This is what my mom wants. This is what she likes. And then it just became a thing with me every day. Like, like I said, everything my mom did was for her kids. So it's like she did it to for us to turn out to be good people. So that's the least that I can do. If I can't do nothing else for my mama, mm-hmm. I can be a good person. Right. And with that, that helped me every day. Just something so simple as going to a store, walking into a store and not being on my phone, being able to tell the cashier, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just being able to say thank you, being those type of things, that helped me to, that helped me to, move forward that helped me to like that's part of your coping mechanism that's that's part of my coping mechanism and then um my mom she's been in the nursing industry for like 30 years so she know a lot of people in the area mm-hmm. she's taking care of a lot of people in the area mm-hmm. so it's like it's a constant reminder someone always they know my face because they know her face right and they always oh i know your mom i know you know what i'm saying so you just don't know who these people are you know what i'm saying and that that's something else that just encourages me to like just do the right thing. Just be a good person. That's so. That's where I'm at with it. That's how I. That's what helps me, kind of. You know, because I on. know, like, um. You know, this is what my mom expects of me. Right. I can do that. That's easy. I can do that. So, that's how, my process works for me. And then also, um, I do try, and I'm taking up a lot of time, but I do try to, um. I do try to um, be supportive of other people because you just don't never know. Like I said, me and my siblings, our process was totally different. So I didn't, I didn't want to pick up the phone to call them per se because I didn't want nobody to skew my vision of my mom because mm-hmm. it didn't look like that for everybody else. Got you. Okay. So um, I didn't really want to communicate with them because they weren't experiencing it. In a way that I was experiencing it But I do try to uh, Like if any of my Facebook friends Anybody on my social media If they experience something like that I do try to share I do try to you know just Encourage them any way that I can Yeah absolutely So that's also a thing with me Just you know letting people know like I got you Yeah I surely appreciate that Um, B you you wanna give your experience? Uh, I mean, mine was a little different. I think you said yours was kind of like y'all weren't expecting it, right? Yeah, so mine was kind of different. Like my dad was in the hospital from November until March. <laughs> yeah, November till March. So at the end, it was like, yeah, we can't, you know, ain't nothing we can do, whatever, whatever. So we kind of mm-hmm. was prepared, but even with like like friends die, whatever, I don't. I don't really like dwell on it, you know what I'm saying? Cause I, you know, I deal with the grief or whatever, like the sadness. But they did. I still gotta live, like you know right. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I still gotta go to work. I still gotta provide for myself. Mm-hmm. So I try not to like let it get me too down or whatever. Um, and it ain't like I'm the only person going through it. There's other people going through it too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, I had a homie that we was on vacation, and all his family was there. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sad or whatever. And I saw his mom and his dad, and they was kind of like. They weren't chilling, but they weren't, like, walking around and sad as me. I was like, well, damn, yeah. I can't be more sad than his mama and daddy. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? So um, that's how I am. But, like, it sounds harsh, but life go on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, you know what I'm saying? After you get a certain age, you know, you 8, 9, 10, 11, mm-hmm. you know you're going to die. Right. You know people going to die. Um, and, you know, you, it's just something you got to deal with. It. You know, some people got to deal with it a little earlier than others. But... Um, it's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? The older you get, the more people you're gonna know that's you know, that's passed away. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's just how I deal with it. It's kinda cold, but 
that's what it is. Like, people going to die. You can cry mm-hmm. about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't look at people a certain, I don't know. I don't look at people a certain kind of way on how they deal with it. But um, you got to, you got to, you got to move on. That's my thing. So some people say, like, not to be bit, like, not to mask it or whatever. Like, they say it's not good. Like, some people try to work through it. Like, they'll go to work and stay busy or mm-hmm. occupy their mind another way. They say that ain't good or whatever. But whatever you got to do to just keep yourself going, just do it. Because um, you got you to gotta keep living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know um, at the time, your father and your, your mom went together. So mm-hmm. uh, what was the process like family-wise? Like, Cause you know some people be gonna be over the affairs. Uh, some people feel like they should be over the affairs. And well, he told me he wanted to do this when he died, or he told me he's gonna leave me that. Like, what was that process like um, with your situation? Oh, uh, it you, was kind of. And you don't gotta go too too in detail because you know your your family might be listening. Mm-hmm. Oh nah, my um. Well, I mean, my mama had nothing to do with it. Gotcha. Because she was remarried, so yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, she was remarried for. Decades, but you know what I'm saying. By the time he passed, so mm-hmm. you know the person he was with, they handled it. You know what I'm saying. Um, he had insurance, but I don't think he had too much of, uh, like a will. Like he wanted this to be done, that to be done, or whatever. So, um, but it wasn't really no no hard process, like too much bickering or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying. Um, you had input. Uh, I probably I probably could have, but I just you know. I let her handle that. I ain't really know. How many siblings do you have? Do you have any? No. Uh, okay. No. Nah. Um, but you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I ain't that type of person anyway. Like you hear people fighting over the TV and that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't really that type of person. So, as long as you know, we get the day over with. Yeah. It's cool. You know, yellow rice, <laughs> baked, baked chicken, chicken. <laughs> string beans. That's it. You know. Some rolls. The rolls definitely rolls. Gotta have the rolls. Tea and lemonade. Okay. Yeah, and and white cake, white cake. <laughs> That's it. We gonna yeah. be yeah, stay for dinner for dessert. Stay for dinner. Tonight we we'll be serving white, white cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thought I ain't know that. Yeah. Thought I was yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 You did. But no. Nah, um. But that, that's why I wanted to, to ask both of you because I wasn't expecting such different drastic results. Mm. But it just shows like. The way you handle it and the way you handle it was two totally right. different things. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I tell um, when nephew passed a couple of weeks ago, um, somebody called me and was like, you know, people tell, the person that called me would say that people was telling them, like, all right, that happened, get over it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they was posting every day on social media, old videos, things like that. Mm. And I was like, man, can't nobody tell you how to grieve. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, you could grieve for the next year if that what you need to do. What? Mm. The only time I, I ain't gonna lie though, the only time I say that, like, if it's like affecting your life, your life what, change. Well, no, 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 no. Like, if, let's say, like, you pass or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm posting video of you for two weeks. Oh, but yeah. But your yeah. sister ain't posting, now your nephews ain't posting. Like, yeah. come yeah. on, you're doing too much, be easy. Chill out. <laughs> I get you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I get then you. stuff like that, too. Posting the videos, you know, sometimes people use social media to get away. So right. if you're a relative, and you know it's a friend that posting it, and you 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 trying to scroll, you know, just take your mind off it. Here come a video of my son and my brother, my you know what I'm saying. So that's the only time I really look at people like, come on, chill out. But um, that's why I don't go to funerals. Why? Because the extra, you know, a lot of it be fake. Oh, it be some, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, I'm glad I didn't experience that. Honestly, with my mom um, passing. I don't remember too much about the day of the service, um, but I do know that the people that were there were, like, really her people. Right. Like, they were, like, really her people. They were, like, so supportive, and they was just as hurt as the family was, and that's something that I definitely um, saw a lot of. Like, um, I wasn't ready to see that shit on social media. Mm. When I seen it on there, that was like, oh, shit, it's real. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when I seen it on there, I'm like, what the you know what I'm saying? That was a that was a thing for me. And I didn't um I didn't post I don't post on social media a lot about it because I don't want um I don't want no I mean everything is not genuine. Everything mm-hmm. is not genuine. I don't I don't wanna make a I don't wanna make it a 
a thing. You right. know what I'm saying? I don't even know how to explain it, but I don't um I don't I don't really talk about it a lot on social media, but I do see um she got this one girl that was like she a little young. She a, she young. She in her early 20s. And um, she was new into the nursing industry, and my mom kind of my mom called her little baby. Mm-hmm. So that's like they they did things a lot. They every weekend they were going doing stuff. I was kind of like, okay, I'm your baby. What's you that? What's, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> but um, she um, she definitely had a hard time with it. She posts my mom a lot, and that definitely took some getting used to. But as a person that understands the weight. The the as a person that understand like oh my mama really was like that yeah mm-hmm. like she really was like that you know what I'm saying so it's like I understand and it made me be more like you know not not so it made me be more understanding like I see mm-hmm. you posting this stuff you know what I'm saying I know everything she posts like she just recently graduated from school um, for something I forgot what it is sorry Bree but she just recently graduated for something mm-hmm. she invited my mom's kids to her graduation and when she um, posted like you know her post her you know what she went through and stuff like that she tagged my mom in it she you know she included my mom in it and it's like I get it mm-hmm. cause I know what she was to me I know how she is staying herself you know to people so it's like I understand I get it so mm-hmm. it, it's like like you said, people grieve different. So how can I tell this girl, like, even though I don't want to say that, you know what I'm saying? But it is something that's challenging to see. I'm never going to be like, don't post her because that's somebody that, you know, that's important to you. Yeah, right. she really did that's deal with your mama you. like that. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, though? You was 10? I was 9. You was 9 with your so, so, yeah, so for me, it was different because I was, I was really a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had just had my birthday party that day. So like all my cousins was at was at my house. We playing basketball out in the yard. Said Damon, D. Ross, mm-hmm. my cousins from Hartsville. Which some of them was there yesterday that mm-hmm. you met. You know what I'm saying? So I remember when my dad left. Um, he he walked down. The, well, he told me that he'll be back, and he walked down the driveway. And then about three, I think it was two forty seven that morning. My mom woke me up and was like, you know, your, your daddy passed. He was hit by a car. He didn't suffer. Whatever, whatever. As a nine year old, I was just like, okay. And I rolled over and went back to sleep. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, now you know, you know, they come put the light in the yard and you know, family be coming over every day. So in my mind, my cousins come over, we be playing Super Nintendo. Like, mm-hmm. like I like I know what death meant, but it wasn't like traumatizing for me at, at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I had another aunt that passed a couple years later. So the point I'm getting at is that I saw not a lot of death, but a good bit of death, like in my early years. So by the time I did get older, I was kind of numb to it. Um the thing with my father, it didn't really hit me until I was like a sophomore or junior high school. You remember the, uh, the company Wellman? Mm-hmm. They started having like a father-son day type shit. Mm-hmm. And that's when it kind of started hitting me. Like, damn, I ain't, I can't go with my daddy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, even though he didn't work there, it was just like, those are the type of shit that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Don't um, us with dad. Don't us with dad. Yeah, Something like, like that, yeah. even though my mom been with my stepfather since I was like 11, it, it still ain't, it wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. It, it's different when, you know, you meet this guy when you two or three. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I remember when I was 10, so it wasn't the same. So that's when it kind of started hitting me. And it still didn't really hit me then because my dad was like one of them Rolling Stone types. Like, even when he was alive, he went home a lot. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like we had like this old great relationship. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't like that. Um, but the, I think the first death that really hit close to home for me was my grandmother because I was grown. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like I said, a lot of death happened early. And then it was like a gap of like no deaths. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then she got diagnosed with a cancer when she was like 91. So she went through chemo and all that. And um made it through the six weeks and everything. Like it was so crazy because come to find out, like she had been having like a polyp hanging out her butt for like months. And she she said she would just push it back in because she thought it was like hemorrhoids. But really, you know what I'm saying? That was, was like she had it, colon cancer. Yeah. Uh I forgot what it's called. It was, uh retinal. I mean, what what is she calling it? But not what the other word for colon? Retinal. Yeah, it was rectum something. Oh. But um, but yeah, so she went through the chemo at 91, uh, was cancer-free for probably like three months, something like that. And then it came back. So now I'm living in Atlanta at the time. So, you know, I'm trying to come home every weekend, you know, because by this time my aunt, um, my aunt Sarah, she mm-hmm. was retired. So, you know, she's staying with her from like Monday to Wednesday. Then like my mama stayed with her from like Thursday to Friday. And then my sister stayed over the weekend. So I try to come home on the weekends, you know, just do stuff like, you know, take out the bed, put on the toilet, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Walk her to the, uh, to the shower, you know, if she was laying on this side all day, 
you know, roll over. Mm-hmm. The, you know, this, 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 the manly shit around the house. Take mm-hmm. out the trash. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> then I go get drunk. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that uh, I can't remember the exact date, but when she passed, I was in Atlanta, about to go to the club, and I had my boy Craig with me, and my cousin Julian, and um, I got the call. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like my sister was, all she said was she gone. And all I did, I just took the phone and, and threw it at the dashboard. Mr. Whole dashboard hit the windshield. Broke the windshield? No, nah, it ain't break. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I hit this because I'm not a crier. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like, and anybody that's really dealt with me close, uh, family or women, they'll tell you I'm emotionalist. Like, I don't really care about a lot. Like, a lot doesn't affect me. And at the time, I took a badge of honor in that. Like, yeah, nigga, I don't cry. Yeah, nigga, that's soft shit. I don't, you know what I'm saying? But I ain't even had time to tell myself don't cry. Like, that shit. This came, came up. like I'm, I'm in the car, like damn near boo hooing. Talking about Jones, Jones? No, no, no. Uh, my cousin Junior Alexander that used to live around the corner from Leland. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, I'm talking about I'm boo hoo crying. You know, Craig was like, "Hey, but we ain't got to go nowhere because we was headed to the club because uh, I think he was in time for um Brian De- um Brian Barber wedding." Oh, okay, okay. So he was like, "Yeah, man, man we ain't got to go nowhere, man." I was like, "Nah," like I, I, I cried a holler, and I was like, "Nah, fuck that." Y'all, y'all boys came away from Atlanta. I mean, away from Dawson to Atlanta. We going out. So I'm I'm in the club all night with the puffy eyes. And did you they, cry in the club? Not well. I ain't gonna say cried, but it, you know, it, a couple of times tears did come down. So you know here's the thing: when tears come out your eye, you crying because. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I look at crying as like boohooing, nigga. Oh, now nah, you cry. Go ahead. But um, but nah. So damn, crying in the we, club. We, we had we had a good night. You know what I'm saying? Damn, Harold P was living in Atlanta at the time. You know he came out. Them niggas ain't they ain't let me pay for nothing, and they got me drunk out my mind. You know what I'm saying? Um, so then the next morning. My cousin stayed at my house that night. <clears throat> he left. I, shit, I cried again because mm-hmm. I was there by myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I cried again for about 30 minutes. And then uh, I came on. The, I got a haircut, came on to Dawson. And my family do what we do. We got together with a bunch of liquor. You know what I'm saying? And that that's what we did. We drank. And I always had a thing. The last funeral I had been to was my pop's. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go to that one, but family members made me go because you know that's your daddy. Mm-hmm. And all I remember was him in the casket, how he looked, because like I said, he was hit by a car. So you know your knuckles bruised up, cuts um, on your hand, your, your face don't really look. Yeah, like yeah. so that that was the first reason why I stopped going to funerals. And then of course, like I said, the whole fake love, the people that ain't talked to you in two years, now they hollering and breaking down and all that. I, mm-hmm. I could never stand that shit. So the day of my grandma's funeral. I kept telling myself all week, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. And everybody at my grandma's house in Hartsville waiting for, you know, the cars to pull up. I'm at my mama's house in Dollison trying to talk myself, don't go. Nope. Don't go. Don't go. I ain't going. But it's like something's going to tell me, man, that's your grandma. Like, because I was closer to my grandma than I was my mom. You know what I'm saying? Uh. So at the last minute, bro, I finally was like, fuck it, I'm going to go. And um, I pulled up as the damn family cars was pulling off. Lost it. No, I ain't lost it then. No, Uh. no, I ain't lost it then. When I lost it was. You know when the the funeral's about over and they go bring, get the casket from the front to take it to the back. So like when they went to move it, the casket like shook a little bit. And all I was, all I could think in my mind was she that motherfucker rattling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I I got up and, and hauled ass. I left out. So because I know I didn't want to see the body at all. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I didn't want to see the body at all. So so that's like when reality said to me that she ain't coming back. Like this, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. That, that's why I, that's my main reason for not going to funerals is that I don't want to remember nobody like that because you know they they put all that makeup on you they try to put a little fake smile on your face you know what I'm saying I I want to remember you I want to remember you like like how I saw you yesterday you know what I'm saying having a good time laughing joking talking about sports whatever I, I don't want to re- remember nobody cold in the box with makeup on and all that, that but that just me I'm glad I had it um, that was that with my mom's passing being unexpected she what she already had. Her hair braided. Anybody that know my mom, she love braids. She kept braids. So she, her hair was braided. Her mm-hmm. nails were done. They were actually her favorite color. So when it came to her service, like, we didn't have to. Do much. We didn't have to do. And she looked just like herself. Yeah. She and and like I hear herself. a lot of people say that, too. They say, you know, they look like they were sleeping and all that. Mm-hmm. I ain't want to take the chance. You know what I'm saying? It like, depends on how they passed, though. That, too. Yeah. 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 And I had just seen my mom like the night before she passed. She had um my baby was quarantined. She came in contact with somebody with COVID at school. Mm-hmm. So we were at a house. She had took her other grandkids, her and her best friend, they took their grandkids to Red Lobster that night and then she brought our food home. Mm-hmm. And um so I was able to see her like the night before she passed. The next day my sister called me and she was like just saying like, Oh, she's not breathing, you know, she called me like that. So I'm thinking 
get in the car. Let's go. We getting a call now. You know, I'm thinking, you know, but she didn't tell me that, you know, this lady already had. Like, hey, she didn't oh, tell me that. Mm-hmm. So, and the same thing happened with me. I, um, I, I actually cracked my windshield. I, um, <laughs> I was... I was trying to tell my baby to like, come on, we gotta go put on a coat. She was like, I'm not wearing that coat. You girls, like, yeah. baby, she didn't know what was going <laughs> was on though. Yeah. So I was like, I was just fussing, like, girl, if you don't, and I ended up punching the um the rearview mirror. And when I punched the mirror, it, it made the um no, it stayed on, but it put a crack in the windshield. Oh, where it was, yeah. was connected at. Yeah, and then I I left it for a while, and it started to. Spread. spread it started spreading so i had to get that fixed but um with my mom um with her passing my, so my mom is one of those people that every holiday she doing something right she decorating she we having something at the house everyone's able to come over here and that was one of the reasons that i really wanted to get a house because our family dynamic definitely changed in a place mm-hmm. that's been home for years it's it's not that anymore right so i definitely wanted to recreate you know what my mom had going on. That was my biggest motivation to do it. Um, but you know, it some stuff just take time. It takes time, yeah. It's some stuff just take time. So I I'll go back to that. But um with my mom's like I don't know what it's called, like the days where people actually come to the house. Each the setting up. Yeah, okay, setting up. Okay. Mm. So each day we had something different. Um mm. it was cold. So one night we well, my mom's birthday actually came up after she passed. So mm. we all got together over there. We had um, her favorite, like, wine, stuff like that. We mm. had did, like, fireworks. It was like we made it a bit because she one of those people that she always go all out. She's always doing something. So, like, each night we had, like, hot cocoa. We did, um, we did like, s'mores. We had – it was very eventful. Mm. It was very eventful. There was a lot of stuff going on. Um and at the end of each day, I would get sad because she always put the events together. Right. At the end of the day, she be like, "You did good, BB." That's what she always tell herself. So it's like she hey, went in hey, there to B say just that. Ask you what your nickname was? No, that's what no, she, she would say, say to say herself. herself. That's my oh. mom's nickname. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a nickname. I'm no. just Shay. Oh no, I, I thought she called. I was just saying she called you BB. Gotcha. No, mm-mm, I'm just Shay. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, it definitely, it definitely was an experience. If you. If you have to talk to somebody, I definitely encourage you to mm-hmm. talk to somebody. Um, and um, also just get right with God. Have a relationship with God. I know, I mean, especially, I, and I'm not even going to say God, but just a higher power, period. Um, we need to be able to, um, we got to get back into um, nature, to be honest. Um, that was one of the things that, really helped me i started working out i would just go in my backyard i got my shoes off just out there breathing just fresh air Mm -hmm. like and i actually um (laughs) some um some rabbits um that i never i've been staying at that place where i was at at that time i was there for like seven years (laughs) i never seen no rabbits before when i was staying there but all of a sudden you know, I'm spending more time outside. These rabbits, they actually end up becoming like pets. I started feeding them. They start, it was like they they just became a thing. And it was like a, I, to me, it was like. A symbol. To me, it, was, it just gave me something to believe in. Mm. And that was the start. That was the start. Like, it just grew from there. Like, my belief, my faith and stuff like that, it just started to grow. And, um. Being outside was definitely one of them things that helped me. Just working out, working up a sweat, that that actually helped me to process stuff too. Right. Um, I don't even know how to properly word it, but yeah, working out definitely did help me, and that's something that I want to get back into. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm kind of the opposite when it comes to like the the belief thing. Mm-hmm. That was one of the my father dying early was one of the first things that made me really question mm-hmm. God, like. Why my daddy had to go? Like why? Why he wasn't good enough to stay? Like you know, it, you know, been people hit by cars and survive. You know, what I'm saying not not at nine, understanding what uh, internal bleeding mean and you know mm. different injuries. Like you know, some people get shot in the chest and survive, and then some people get shot in the leg and bleed out. But you know, mm. in my mind, that's when I started really questioning God. Like this nigga ain't real, ain't no way. Cause why? Why me? You know, what I'm saying. But um, to go back to what you were saying about the family events, um, my grandma passed in 2012. I started doing a Mother's Day. Uh, cookout every year after that. Okay, mm. you know what I'm saying. Um, 
And B, you've you been the one, right? Did, mm-hmm. did you, yeah, so. A couple years ago. Not did last year. Yeah, so that, that was one of the things, because, like, we used to do those type of things, like I said, at my grandma's house. So mm. I, I, I didn't want my family dynamic to change. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, and B, B you, you a witness. Like, I try to do as much family, like, Yeah, events. you do a lot of family stuff. I know, <laughs> like you said yesterday, you was like, man, I don't know none of your family. I'm like, you know them, but <laughs> we don't be doing shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was why, because, like you said, like Shay said, you never know. When somebody gonna not be here no more? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I started the Mother Day thing because of my grandmother first off, but then I started noticing probably about seven, about seven eight years ago, how much older. Like I remember my parents and my uncles and them when they was in like their forties and fifties. Our age, our age. Well, my you know what I'm saying? Nah, these motherfuckers in their eighties and seventies. So yeah. it's like it's almost imminent that any day now I could get one of the phone calls like like what Shay got. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Any day now. From anybody in your family, too. anybody in my family, like my mom, the baby, and she's turning seventy, and she mm-hmm. the baby. You know what I'm saying? Look good too. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank still you. dancing, cutting still up. cutting up. My my other aunt, my aunt Sarah, she's seventy seven. You know what I'm saying? My aunt Josie's seventy five. Mm-hmm. My aunt Sarah's husband, Uncle Leo, the one that played cards with us, yeah. he eighty two. He eighty two. He eighty two. That way the hat, they had mm-hmm. the hat on yesterday. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. He eighty two and still out there working on cars and and trying to put up fences and all that yeah. because that's how he stayed young. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Because he he's he's Indian, so. He always be out and you know outside working like that. Just how he feel like he stay young. Just always be be doing something. Yeah, yeah. Um, my other uncle, the the bald head that was there, he's seventy one. You know what I'm saying? And he just had heart surgery on. Uh, they tra- had to change out with the trach, the track, whatever, and your artery. The artery's going to your heart. Um, they already valve. They already oh, okay, valve. Okay, okay. He just that was just last year. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? He was out there dancing yesterday. So. But I know any day I could get one of those phone calls. Now, now you know it's different when you know it's a car accident, uh, yeah, uh, uh, accident at the job, something mm-hmm. like that. But you know when it's somebody you know they pass and they sleep, mm-hmm. like you know that 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 could be coming. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom actually beat colon cancer four years ago. You know what I'm saying? So those are the reasons why if I if I'm in Dollison and the sun out, you at, you with your people? Hey, hey, be about to fire the grill up, pull yeah, up. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I'm gonna call all my aunts and uncles. They be like, what we need to bring yourself? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just happy that I'm in a, a position financially the way I, I can do that. Even mm-hmm. though it ain't about you know buying food and licking mm-hmm. all that, but you know I, I want it to be like a real not fellowship, but like you know I want to see people laughing, having a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, you never know, never know when that day could come where you can't do that with that particular person no more. Mm-hmm. So and then you don't want to be like I coulda, shoulda, woulda. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. So and, now when they pass, you be like, well, I did. You know, I did spend the time with them. And you, mm-hmm. you, you ain't know. got no regrets. Yep. And yeah. I think about that, the good times y'all had. Yeah, and I ain't going to say no names, but I, I did have family members that when my grandma passed, that how they was. The ones that be on that hooting and hollering, them, them, be the them, them be the ones. Yeah, them mm-hmm. be the ones. That's why I say it's good to, um, you know, if you have questions for your family, it's good to go ahead and, you know, have that communication there with people before they leave. And I also make it my business now when people invite me to stuff, I... I've been one of those people that kind of prioritize myself, mm-hmm. um, but now I definitely do make it my business to be to more to interactive mm-hmm. with people. Um, like I try when my family say they having something, I try to be there because oh, yeah. you just you just don't never know. And and plus also the way that these people have supported my mom kids, it's like how I ain't gonna go because baby when you called me you ain't knew how much I needed it. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. like it's like that, but um. It's good to, you know, just to have conversations with people. It's good to just go ahead and start learning how to put shit to the side. And, you know, some some stuff, it do run deep. That family, you know, different things that go on in family, sometimes it do run deep. But you don't want to be that person at a funeral, at a funeral that... Wishing we could have hashed it out. Wishing shit could have been different. You definitely don't want to be and, that person. And I'm an Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you said that about your mom, like... I I got that fuck it bad like like <laughs> like, like you piss me off because I can't I don't straddle the fence pause I don't I'm not gonna be like it's not a good pause it's not go ahead but I'm not gonna kick it with you one day knowing I don't fuck with you like, oh yeah 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 like I, I don't go back and forth where like, we ain't talking on Thursday but I'm cool with talking to you on Saturday because I saw you no if I once that switch flip with me I don't fuck with you at all you, you can't go back no nah, I'm working on it I'm getting better but at one time nah I like fuck you I like you could die tomorrow and I wouldn't give a fuck at all. Mm. But like you said, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want the regrets, uh, mm. especially when it comes to family. Now, when it's just somebody that you just cordial with or whatever, fuck mm. you, I don't give a damn. <laughs> but like family members, nah, I, I try not to do that because you just never know. Um, so I'm working on that. 
I'm working on that. But again, like I say, the ones that do all that hooting and hollering, them be the ones like yeah, I have like I said, I was coming from Atlanta every weekend to help out. It was it was family members that live in the same city. You weren't doing it. That that would ride by the house like it wasn't nothing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But then when she passed, oh, oh grandma, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> and you know me, you know my mouth, you know I'm drunk too. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Where you was at when you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. now it's like, but um, don't be the ones. That why mm-hmm. that why, you know, I don't do them funerals and um again. I'm like you when it comes to the, the affairs. I'm not about to follow up with my sister behind no money mm-hmm. or no house. Yeah, I, I told her she can ha- she can have it. I'm, my sister, if you, you if you, if it come down to it the way you feel like you got to pick or choose, give it to her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Make everything easy. Yeah, make it easy. Like, cause I, I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had this conversation with my mama when she first got diagnosed the last time she had to have surgery, and I told her I was like, I'm okay. Like, you raised two college graduates. You know what I'm saying? One of your kids got double two masters. I got my degree. My sister financially okay I'm financially okay Don't never try to the, the, the Split your hairs To decide well, Who get to mm. keep what and, Cause I told my kids Y'all ain't getting shit from me I'm gonna blow it <laughs> what, what I work for and make I'm gonna blow it Now whatever these Life insurance policies have, have I set that up I'm about to say that Let me oh, yeah. say these Churn Oh yeah, Oh yeah up. The policy's up Now how about that go But but as far as like Thinking Oh we, what was in the Savings account Oh no daddy That mm. gone <laughs> <laughs> I had I had a great time. <laughs> so if you think you about to sit out with any lawyer, they say, "Well, Mr. Kane's savings account left exit." Uh, uh-uh. hell no, I'm blowing that <laughs> motherfucker. But whatever that life insurance policy, you got that. Um, but yeah, everybody do handle death differently. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more so like like you be. Um, I don't grieve too long. I kind of feel like you know life go on. And as a black man, that's how I feel too. Like shit, wait, well, you still got to go work money mm-hmm. now. Still, them bills, yeah, them keep bills ain't gonna stop. They ain't gonna stop. Yeah. Um, and the only time I say hurry up with the grieving is when that shit start affecting your lifestyle, your mm-hmm. way of living. You mm-hmm. start washing your ass. You know what I'm saying? You, mm-hmm. you ain't showing up to work, so now you about, you ain't getting paid or you got fired. Mm-hmm. Um, your bills behind because you decided to buy a bottle of liquor every day because of how you want to cope. Mm-hmm. That's when I say, all right, hold up now. And see, this this is this is the thing. A lot of people are already living a certain type of way to begin with. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't wash their ass every day. Everybody. <laughs> Not keeping a house clean every oh, day. Yeah. You know what I'm so saying? Some people are already living like that. So right. when they're falling off and getting deeper into that, they don't even realize that that what the fuck going on because they're accustomed to already being, being that in that space. Right. Um, for somebody like me, that was definitely something that was new to me, Be not being able to do certain things. Not it to was wash new. your ass. Not to wash my ass. I ain't gonna cap. I ain't. I wasn't. I wasn't doing that. Mine smell like vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> it was that. That was a time. I ain't gonna cap. That was a time. That was a time. It was like it was. I couldn't get out of bed, but um, I ended up like you know. I just got like you girl. Come on now, tighten your ass. So like mm-hmm. my mama would not go for that. So why mm-hmm. are you? What are you doing? But. Like you said, you had that that come to reality moment where you had to tell yeah. yourself, you know, what I'm saying, you, like you recognized it. Mm-hmm. Some people don't want to recognize it. Like they, they're gonna use that death as a reason of why to keep being that mm-hmm. way. When like, come on, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's the only time I I tell people I the grieving that's it for you because you you don't change your whole way of living mm-hmm. and all that. You lost your job. You know what I'm saying? Your old lady or your, or your husband done left you. Are you mad? You lashing out at people? Yeah, yeah. That, that's when I say hurry up with that shit. But outside of that, you know what I'm saying? Take all the time you need. Um, and for the quick grievers, other people may look at you as being heartless or non-remorseful, but everybody don't grieve forever. Some people that some people really do wake up the next day and be like, shit, you know? You know what I mean? And that's kind of how I am. That's kind of how, how I think I'm going to be. But my mom could pass tomorrow and that shit be a total lie. Mm. Nigga coming here with a bald face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Man, I don't know. I just had to cut it off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you just never know. And then you got some people that just shit. I got them. They could run over a damn cat and they boohoo crying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I hit a bird the other day driving a truck. I was like, God damn, tweeted. <laughs> Why tweeted? Why'd you get in the way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, but definitely. Check on your people when when somebody do pass. Like mm-hmm. you don't gotta be like the counselor. Yeah. But sometimes just a quick text. Yo, how you holding up? Yeah. And stop calling people with different voices. That be making you want to cry. <laughs> different. Hey Shay, how you doing? I was just calling to check on you. <laughs> yeah, I heard about. I heard about what heard happened. About what man. happened, man? That's I'm sorry, nigga. Do you? Yeah. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Niggas call you with that damn voice. That be making. That be bringing the shit back up. No, call and talk to me like Denzel. You know people pass. 
What, what, what movie that was on? <laughs> no, I'm just talking about his voice. Oh, like, just his you know, voice. He, he just always be authoritative. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, matter yeah. of fact, what was the show was? Uh, it, it started out as a play where he's talking to his son. Oh, fences. Yeah, he's like, you know, I put clothes on your back. I don't owe you a goddamn thing, son. <laughs> <laughs> I go to work every day. You got food in your stomach. I, go, I don't owe you a goddamn thing. Talk to me like that. Like, yeah. let me know she's going to be okay. Like you say, you called me talking all sad. Now I'm sad now all I'm over sad. again. Uh-huh. I might have been having a good ass day. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's a boy. So I show sure, I sure hate that happened to your mom, man. She was such a. Nigga, get off my phone. Yeah, now you, yeah you crying, get <laughs> yeah. off the damn phone. And shit. Yeah, get yeah. off my phone. But, nigga. dude, like you say, do check on your people, whatever. Because yeah. a phone call or go by the house, you know what I'm saying? Just, mm-hmm. And and that's what I try to do. Even for the person, you know, when ne- when nephew passed, like, bro, you straight? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I came I came home one time just to take them out of that environment. You know, where everybody was getting together, but they kept just bringing up the situation with what happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and they would be telling like, man, I, I can't stop crying because everywhere I turn around, they just keep talking about X Y Z X Y Z. I was like, well, mm-hmm. look, bro. And I think I'm not to cut you off, but that actually affects the. The grieving process also mm-hmm. how a person pass away. Yeah, because you there are certain things that you are going to continue to revisit, and that is going to hinder the yep. the grieving process you because thinking, you keep going back. to If I would have been there, or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I know what them they kept saying that you know what I'm saying Nip had just texted them like three minutes before that. You know what I'm saying? So that that was really affected them because like I think they had like went to the bathroom or something when when he texted them and. By the time he came back, now he got six missed calls from like, you know what I'm saying, the sister. Mm-hmm. So now in his mind, he's like, what if I would have answered the phone? Or, mm-hmm. or even before that, I, I didn't want him to leave because we had been drinking. And I know he was upset about something, but I but he let, I let him go. Like, you know what I'm saying, be shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I told him, if I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, I'm, I'm coming home on such and such day. I'm going to come get you. You're going to go to my mama house. You're going to get drunk. You go, you cry if you want to cry, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we ain't talking about none of that. Mm-hmm. And dog, the motherfucker got on snap. And as I know, shit, it was 10 motherfuckers. I, I, I don't know if you came over that day, but it's like 10 motherfuckers over there. You know what I'm saying? So I might have came. No, I came the next day because that was the day the bushes got ran over and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. came the next day. Yeah. So, yeah. so the next, so so when I got back, to, you know what I'm saying, to the crib, that person texted me and was like, bro, you don't know how much that helped. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you, like I said, just check on your people. And it ain't got to be one of them, no long paragraph passages. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes shorter is better, mm-hmm. simple is better. You know what I'm saying? Um. So now we going Before we get out of the day I got my quickie of the week I, That the one thing She forgot while I was gone She was she, she been having quickies But she ain't been giving y'all The quickie of the week Actually I haven't been having No quickies baby I've been going around <laughs> Pound hey, town yo. I just left Pound town Yeah That's why your eyes low That's why she ain't here now With, with no bra on Now high beans on I never, I never wear a bra. I'm so I'm so comfortable. That's my lifestyle. No bra game. I don't know. What's I'm looking up? at creation. I don't know. <laughs> looking at the ceiling. But uh, nah. So this quick of the week is the orgasmic formula. While pleasure can be experienced in so many ways, in this lesson you'll learn from a wonderful intimacy coach how just three fundamental components can contribute to experiencing bigger, better orgasms. With simple guidance, you'll find out how to orgasm or make your partner with a vulva reach peak pleasure. See, and let's speak on that. A lot of y'all think y'all be, be having sex. Y'all be fucking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You get in there, like, like say we just talk about pound time, but every woman don't want pound time. Yeah, Tell them, Pastor. Because yeah. I'm, I'm one of them girls, I don't... um. I don't really like Pound Town. I don't. Yeah, um, you go in there ramming the rod mm-hmm. because you don't listen to your. She hollering because you beating her up. Exactly, but you think you're doing something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you hearing the cheeks clap, pop, 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 and she hollering. You think you're doing something, yeah. and then and then in Come your on. mind, yeah, in your mind, you just took her down through there. I then, had her but, running, but then you wonder why you ain't get a text or a call back. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I tell you know what I'm saying people all the time try to understand your partner's body. Try to see what they react to when you do certain mm-hmm. strokes and, you know what I'm saying, certain certain positions. Um, some people are kissers. Some people are intimate uh, sex sexers. Some people want you to look in the eyes. Some people want you to hold them. You know what I'm saying? The body will tell you when to speed up. The body will tell you when to keep that same rhythmic motion. Mm-hmm. If that mother, don't blame it on the fan because she dry. It ain't the mm-hmm. fan, my boy. Ain't the fan. <laughs> she, in her mind, she waiting for you to get the hell off of her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, uh, and ladies, don't y'all slack neither. Sometimes y'all need to make the first move on niggas. Niggas mm. get tired of always try, having to initiate sex. You know what I'm saying? Coming on to a man, sometimes turn that nigga on even more just to know that he want it. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes ladies grab the grab the motherfucker dick. Kiss him on the neck when he ain't expecting it. You know what I'm saying? When he sleep, goddamn, reach down in them covers and grab that motherfucker and start jacking it. Period. You know what I'm saying? That, that that all that shit play a part. I think sex has become so generic based off like music and shit. I think I really think people just be fucking. Mm-hmm. But if you want to continue having sex with, with your partner and they enjoy it, y'all enjoy it together. Because you know sometimes motherfuckers gonna give you that that hit man pussy. Cause you just been beg, beg, begging them all night or bugging them, mm. they find out him man shit. That must be a relationship thing. I think sometimes it is, and then sometimes mm. it's just a motherfucker that might done cashed up you ten times, or he done chill with you three, four times, and you ain't give him nothing. So finally, he's like, God damn, what about the, come on now? So you find a hill nigga, you know what I'm saying? And even men do that shit with some I women. Don't, I don't give out that hill nigga. I don't. Um, I don't do that. Uh uh uh. Yeah. Some people do It Some gotta get day I don't care what you cash mm-hmm. out me baby It gotta get day Like it just has to The 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 energy gotta be there Like Yeah And the chemistry Yeah you know I, I, That's one of the biggest things for me Like yep. the um the chemistry That lets you know When to speed up Or when to slow down the, mm-hmm. Like if you got that Communication Where you don't even have to Open your mouth To communicate with a person mm-hmm. Like that's top tier That's magical And the other thing A lot of y'all niggas That's gonna have you Take what I hear. plan B a lot of y'all niggas don't know how to push it. That's what mm-hmm. I heard. That's what I heard. You know what I'm saying? So it be them niggas with them veneers and them um, them niggas that don't never take their fronts out. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> then the good ones or the bad ones? Those the bad ones. Got you. Them veneers be hurting like hell. What? Because mm. it's like they can't gauge their. They they bite your clit and shit. That shit crazy. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? You about to uh, damn bugs, buddy? About to suck my <laughs> shit out Like <laughs> Nah man Hey But again I'm big on communications Sometimes Ask your partner Ask your partner And if your partner Real with you They can say Well you know Sometimes you know I feel like you just Be fucking me Then that, that Telling you something You know what I'm saying And ain't nothing wrong With goddamn reading And getting information From places like Beducated And other places Cause dog You ain't the best There's porn stars Out here with 12 inch peckers That do this shit For a living so if you goddamn can learn you some moves or, or go and be educated and learn how to write the alphabet on the bitch click, uh, you know what I'm saying? Put put your thumb in a butt in, 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 in a nice resourceful manner. You know what I'm saying? Do that. Um, but outside of that, man, it feels good to be back. Like I said, I had a quick hi- hiatus, uh, trips, and, you know, just a bunch of shit going on. So mm-hmm. Shay, thank you again for holding things down. It was a B, pleasure. thank you for being you. Because you always here No matter who the fuck here You gonna be gonna be here Yeah Because yeah. you gotta pay the bills On God now <laughs> Say tell everybody Where they can find you at um, All social media platforms um, Shay Janae um, Instagram Underscore you love Shay Janae B uh, Preacher underscore BP On social media And every Monday and Wednesday On the DJ Blaze Radio show podcast And y'all know Y'all could catch me and Shay Every Wednesday At the Candace Able podcast uh, I don't plan on missing no no shows no time soon. I'm here. Uh, if you got any topics uh, y'all want us to discuss, if you want to be a guest on the show, uh, DM Shay or email us at canisablepod at gmail.com. Uh, other than, oh, you know, Facebook, I'm Hennessy Black. Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, underscore Hennessy Black with two C's. And if you like debating 50-50 relationships and men against women shit, <laughs> come watch my Facebook. That's your man. <laughs> I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm your guy. Well, other than that, man, I'll see y'all next time, man. We out.